Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's time for Bustin' Balls. I'm Pat Caputo. Uh, This is our podcast. We do usually at least once a week. It's on drafts, prospects, and the future and uh, all the different sports. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the Lions. We're going to talk about the NFL. Lions are off to a one and 5 start, and uh, you know some of the uh, chickens are coming home to roost in a way, uh, which have been mentioned uh, quite a bit on this podcast. And I was hoping in a way I'd be wrong. Uh, but the problem with the Lions is, is that uh, they have the same type of thinking, regardless of the regime, and then eventually it catches up to them. And, uh, you know, specifically the situation with Jared Goff. Uh, Jared Goff is a consummate pro. He's a third-tier quarterback, all those things. But the bottom line is he's got a $31 million cap hit this year. Uh, It's the fourth highest among quarterbacks in the NFL. And he's the 27th-ranked quarterback, uh, according to Pro Football Focus rankings. Uh, They haven't scored a touchdown in the last two games. And, frankly, he's been a turnover machine. So they don't have any viable backups. They haven't drafted. And they're in a position now where the coach and the general manager have a 4-18-1 record uh, heading into a third year. And uh, people start to get restless, as they should, because turnarounds in the NFL, we've seen it with the Jets, the Giants, and other teams. They make a quick change. They make a couple good picks, a couple good signings. And some players develop, and they're pretty good. And right now the Lions don't look uh, – much ahead in their rebuild, Evan, uh, from where they were last year uh, in a lot of ways. Last year, it was like they were 0-6. This year, they're 1-5. People talk a couple times about how they had close games. They did the same thing last year. And there's a lot of layers to the reasons why. But on this uh, podcast, we focus in on roster building. And quite frankly, there's uh, been some issues with that. So how do they move forward? How do they get out of this? They've kicked the quarterback hand down the road with a, a move right away with Jared Goff that made sure he was going to have two years. They could have gotten out of his contract after one. And they say, well, they had to pay for their draft picks and they had to have some money for the season. All good points, but they didn't necessarily have to go in the Jared Goff road. 
So that's the first thing that's an obvious mistake. Right. And then the second part uh, that uh, is an obvious mistake is uh, when you're talking about, uh, you know, getting shiny toys for the offense and uh, you have roster building things and, and people looked at this as minor, you know, giving up a seventh round pick for Brockers, giving up a fifth round pick for Trinity Benson, who didn't work out for him. Uh, the situation where they traded up for Jamison Williams and then wondering why they don't have a defense. And there's a complete opposite view to all those things. And now the F Lions find themselves in a conundrum where they don't have their quarterback for the future set. Uh, they have to address the quarterback position. Uh, they're in a position where they can sign more depth uh, with free agencies because Jamie Collins and uh, uh, Trey Flowers, who probably tackle somebody for safety this week, the way things go with the Lions, now he's with Miami, uh, are coming off the books. So they've got to address that, the first thing. And then draft a quarterback. The problem I'm having with it is, you know, when I look at Trevor Lawrence, all right, who, you know, I think is going to hit a big some point or has a chance, he checked all the boxes, size, speed, arm strength, athleticism, everything. Uh, Josh Allen, obviously he's very mobile, arm strength. Question about where he played at Wyoming and the competition and all that. But, you, you know, looking at his physical tools, and he obviously has the makeup. Patrick Mahomes, outstanding athlete, great arm. Lamar Jackson, same thing. Joe Burrow, same thing. These quarterbacks that are coming out, and everybody talks about Stroud, and they talk about uh, uh, Bryce Young from Alabama. But C.J. Stroud has no mobility. No, not really. He is a, a prototypical sit back there and throw the ball kind of he's a lot like Dwayne Haskins was there well yeah in a way yes in a way and uh the other one is uh, uh young and small he's and, tiny uh, and he's gonna get hammered in that league now that's not saying they shouldn't go relatively early in the draft but it's not worth taking the gamble for either one of them in my opinion when you look at all the different factors to say hey that's the uh slotted franchise quarterback you take so that to me is, and then I look at the other quarterbacks. I looked at a pro football mock draft today. Uh, Wayne Levis, I, I don't see it. Yeah, All right, I don't see him. I mean, I've watched him a lot, and I'm not quite claim to be uh, like somebody that played quarterback in the NFL, like some of these other guys or college or uh, never played quarterback in my life, <laughs> except for taking snaps as the backup QB on a JV team because the backup was hurt, and I had trouble taking the snaps. Uh, but the bottom line about it is I just don't see it. Same with Tanner McKee. I mean, Stanford's won a couple games here and he, he, like I said, those guys aren't bad, but it's hard to tell. And then on the top of it, you got all these quarterbacks putting up these Madden game numbers around the country. And what does it mean? What does it mean with hooker? Who's a six year senior, right? And he throws into wide open windows. Everything's about wide open windows with him. I don't know. I mean, he looks great. He could end up, you know, people are going to start mentioning him if, if Tennessee keeps winning. Anthony Richardson's got all the tools, but he doesn't have the feel. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of obvious. We'll see what happens when they play Georgia. So they've got themselves in this uh, type of uh, puzzle here. And in the meantime, they've got to add depth. And people say, well, just keep Goff. Goff's a $30 million cap hit next year. Yeah, he's not the solution in any way that you can look at it. Even if I... I'm, 
So I want to ask this question, Pat, and it's totally hypothetical. It's from the outside looking in. It's something that's been heavily debated since it happened. But listening to you talk and talk about building this team, it almost, this is just one man's opinion from just listening to you and what I've gathered over time, that maybe Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell were almost set up for failure right off the rip with the Matthew Stafford trade. With doing Matthew a favor, sending him to the Rams, when maybe that trade wasn't the one that benefited the team the most. The reason I say it is because there's still the report that came out that Carolina was willing to give eight Teddy Bridgewater right then and there in that draft where you could have gotten yourself another defensive player and, you know, everybody's going to point out Micah Parsons, right? So you could have had Sewell and Parsons there instead of, you know, the Hutchinson, J-Mo in this past year's draft. Are we going to be saying two years from now that maybe that was a mistake right off the rip and they were set up for failure with that move? Because they shouldn't have been put in that position to move Matthew Stafford to where Matthew Stafford wanted to go because he did such good things for Sheila and her mother when they were, you know, with the team. It just rubs me the wrong way that I think after listening to what you said with building this team and kicking the can further down the road, you're not in this position with Jared Goff if you don't make that deal, right? You're not in that position to pay him all that money. Well, in retrospect, uh, from every level. Yes. Uh, and I don't know how it'll work out because Rams aren't that good this year. They should get a pretty good uh, selection there. It'll give them some flexibility with the draft and all that, but uh, we'll have to see two picks better than one. But that was a premier pick from Carolina. Uh, and when you traded Goff, the reason the Rams wanted to do that is because they needed to replace, in order to get Goff under a cap for a very cap or to get Stafford under the cap for a very cap-strapped team, they had to give up the other quarterback and put that on, on, on the Lions. The, the problem is the Lions re-upped with the guy. They didn't figure out another right. way. They went with the easy way to circumvent the cap, the problems that they inherited. They didn't come up with a creative way to open up the quarterback position. Okay. And now they're stuck in this. In last year's draft, you know, was a not a good uh, draft, evidently, for quarterbacks. You know, there will be a great quarterback or two that comes out of that, but it was really hard to identify. And I'm telling you, going into this draft, it's very similar. Normally, you can tell. Yeah, uh, but right now it's it's a lot more difficult uh, to tell who's going to be like when I watched Brady uh, Bailey Zappi uh, hit in in head to head at the Senior Bowl and watched him during the season. I saw a guy that didn't have particularly great arm strength and didn't seem to have the same sizzle as these other guys. Mm -hmm. And he played in two offenses at Houston Baptist and then at Western Kentucky that were these wide open spread offenses that throw into wide open windows that are very different than pro throws. But he, he, he's adjusted because he's got the uh, ability to process uh, quickly. Uh, they've got the ideal situation for him. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be a star, but, uh, you know, he's looked pretty good so far. Where other quarterbacks come in and they have trouble with that adjustment. Yeah. And it's hard to tell and it's really difficult. And if you're going to take a quarterback really early, they have to check all the boxes in terms of just raw talent, size, speed, obviously arm strength and accuracy. Uh, like Justin Herbert was like the perfect prospect. You know, really, when you looked at him, Trevor Lawrence, the perfect prospect. And uh, nobody thought Mahomes would be like that. 
No, well, I remember the Chiefs being heavily criticized for moving up to get them. Right. So uh, you got to be make the right evaluation, and uh, so and it takes guts to do that because jobs are determined by that. Uh, the folks that took Joey Harrington, that right there was the end of them. Right. All right. And it was the end of Mooch. Uh, and uh, even though he didn't know it at the time, he was walking into that, that and the Mike Williams thing, uh, which evidently he wanted. And ultimately, it should have been the end of Millen sooner than what it was. But, you know, how the Lions were at the time, they just kept milling around in kind of their classic move there. So they're in a box. And you can't, you know, you can't keep losing over and over again in, in the NFL, you, you, you really in any sport and then expect, you know, everybody to buy it. But, you know, you know whether those players can play or not, in, you know, three or four years in the league. And you have to allow uh, your uh, general manager and your coaching staff to add depth through free agency. You know, the best players on the Lions, the players who've taken the most snaps on the Lions this year are Deshaun Elliott, and Alex Anzalone, mm-hmm. and people say, "Well, those guys are terrible players." Well, if they had, if they were depth guys or the second linebacker, and there was another really good safety back there or good corners, uh, they would be just fine. They're they're starters in the NFL. They started for winning organizations before. Yep. So, but when you have them as your best players, then you're in trouble. But you've got to get a lot of those guys, and you've got to draft. All right, those star players. Aiden Hutchinson's going to be good, Evan. He is. Uh, Alan McNeil is a good player. All right, those guys have just been overwhelmed by everything. Sure, yeah, because everything's on them. Okuda, you know, what he did yesterday, it showed that he's a safety. All right, so, you know, you put him back at safety and let him go hunt. Right, well, even like the, the run game, like they weren't hitting edges because Okuda was there, and that was great to see out of him. That he's yeah, not he's, timid, you know? A lot of corners are timid to make those big hits. No, nah, he wasn't at Ohio State. He's not a cover guy. He's not a shutdown cover guy. But he he can hit and tackle. We saw that when we watched him in college quite a bit. And, uh, you know, his mimicking or, you know, going down the field is not, you know, like people were saying he was a shutdown corner. That was really funny when DK Metcalf called that out and then just, I mean, even with double coverage, he ate him up. Well, but it, yeah, you know, he saw it, but, you know. But he can hit, okay? He can hunt and hit, okay? And he, he can ball hawk, I think, because he got him back uh, in, the, you know, one of the quarters of the field or in the middle of the field. So uh, that run support is important. And you can bring somebody up sometimes, you know. And uh, that's what the Patriots did quite a bit with, like, Patrick Chung. All of a sudden, he'd be in there, you know, a similar type player, you know, actually. And uh, for years, he played a decade. Lions didn't take him. They took Lewis Delmas to pick before. But and he played for like four years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm talking about. So hey, Exactly. Uh, Pat, where, yeah. do you, where do you envision, just because we're talking quarterbacks, this will be my last question about it, their next QB coming from? Do you think this is a guy that is currently in the league as maybe a backup or something that they're going to try to, like I'm talking about the immediate next quarterback after Jared Goff. Will be somebody that's already currently in the NFL, or do you think that they'll take a jump and try to get a, a young guy? Well, a lot of people brought this up yesterday, but they said, well, Mac Jones, get Mac Jones because he's on his rookie contract and sure. maybe Zappy's better than him. You know, something along those lines. Uh, Henneke, you know, the quarterback for Washington that came in. Carson uh, Wentz, maybe. 
Carson Wentz would be a possibility, depending on what he wants. Hell, Matt Ryan now, after hearing. Got to look that up. Uh, a quarterback that you get in that 10 to $15 million area. So instead of, uh, you know, uh, paying $30 million, you know, you, you get like 15 uh, that you can work with there, and then you draft your quarterback okay. and have a, a situation where you're building your quarterback that he can get ready for a year or half a year, and then you put him out there. But it was a point, it was a really good one that Rico uh, brought up yesterday, Rico Beard on the postgame show. When we were talking about it, he said, man, it, you know, if the Lions in third year and they're bringing along a quarterback, you know, how's it going to be for the job, uh, uh, you know, uh, evaluation for the head coach and the general manager? And that's a good point. Yeah, because how long do they get a free pass that it's building, building, building? Because at some point you have to have built something. Yeah, well, you can't just keep losing. You know, every Sunday that happens uh, more and more, uh, folks will get upset, and then you know we'll take a thousand calls here at the radio station. Uh, Ninety-seven. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as thirty minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have forty-seven new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. On the ticket and uh, about how people are upset about it. So it's it really, and, they, and, and a couple of the things that they did, Brad, Brad Holmes or whoever was advising him in that front office, maybe there was some influence there. I don't know. But I'll say this, uh, the uh, Jamison Williams pick, Jamison Williams may be an outstanding player, but you've already kicked the first year of his contract down the road. He hasn't helped you at all. They're lacking depth at actually wide receiver Yep, because they've had some injuries, and that hasn't helped you at all. And uh, Paschal, you know, it's going to take – he played okay yesterday, but it's going to take him some time to have the impact that you really want uh, from him. And he missed, the, you know, part of the season. So uh, Uzarike is out. And, and, but the big thing is they could have a couple players. And if they had traded up uh, and gotten a Jordan Davis, if they had traded up and, and gotten a Sauce Gardner, who made a huge play yesterday. Did you see that play he made to win that game against Sauce? Denver? Oh, yeah. 
you know, he, you know, I love the cheese head that he put on. That yeah, was fourth great. and three. And I mean, right. Rico, the guy that you were talking about earlier, has told me that like he would have, he was begging Michigan State to recruit him and they wouldn't touch him. And that's why yeah. he ended up at Cincinnati. He's a local kid here. And, and you're right, but. Or like even if they had just made a minor deal last year and traded up to get uh, somebody like Devin Lloyd. Sure. He's been an outstanding player. You know, their, their feel on the defensive side of the ball has been lagging. Now, Kirby Joseph, that was good yesterday. He, he, he looks like he can cover, Evan, all right? So that's something that's, you know, been a, you know, starting to look like it could be a positive development. Rodriguez has taken a lot of snaps. So not everything's been bad that way, but you've got no interior of your defensive line. Uh, Bugs and Jones and these other guys, Kaminsky, they either hurt or haven't played. Rockers, you know, they gave up a pick for, uh, you know, it's like Ayla McNeil and that's it in there. And, uh, you know, and they need better, uh, they need a star tackler linebacker type of guy. Rodriguez a little undersized and all that. He's not going to be that. He's okay. Anzalone is okay, but they need better than okay. All right. right. So, uh, you know, they got to address it in the draft. When was the Lions' last big-time playmaker at linebacker? Was it Levy for that one year? Where yeah, he was, was Levy for a couple of years. Okay. He, he was a great player. Uh, the fact he didn't make the Pro Bowl was a freaking joke. He was a great player. He was the key to that 2014 defense. But then he got hurt. But he was a fabulous player, and he was a good leader in the room. So uh, let's, let's say the Lions had the first overall pick going into this year's draft, right? Is it a no-brainer that it's Will Anderson then? Well, Will Anderson uh, is the flavor of the day, and there's a reason for it. Uh, he gets a lot of sacks. I think he's got eight this year. He gets more pressures than anybody in college football, and he's talented. So if they took him first overall, that would make sense. Now, putting together their defense and everything, I would go with the talent level and take him. But, uh, yeah, he's He's consensus best uh, player, regardless of position in this draft. And there's a reason for it. It's not, you know, but I'm not sure he'll necessarily be the best NFL player. You know, remember everybody talked about Chase Young and all this other stuff. And it's like, well, whatever happened to him? Well, he, he's not that good. He's good, but he's not that good. Yeah, he's good. He's a player. But it's the same as like Jadavian Clowney. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that was another guy that was. He's uh, been a good player. I typed. But yeah, he's a good player, but he ain't a game-changing player. He's not yeah, Cleo Mack out there. It's not a, every play is a Vincent Smith blow-up. Right, even though I wish the it was. Ball game. Was that Smith? Was that the guy's name? That's exactly who it was. Lost his helmet. Little, looked like he lost his yeah, head. Nah, I think he's in landscaping out in Ann Arbor. <laughs> he does. He's got a great business. Guys are doing great. That's awesome. <laughs> Things I know I shouldn't. Are there is there anything else like that like just watching college football over the next few weeks that we should really be keeping an eye on other than like just you know the guys that we have talked about that are the obvious ones that are smacking us in well, the face? Well, I'd say this, okay, and, I, and I'll get into this. Uh, they need to look at uh, a couple players. All right, a uh, player that I really like uh, for the Lions uh, for cornerback is Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. Uh, he's got incredible speed. Uh, he's a tremendous player. Forget about what happened against Georgia. All right, this kid's really come on. And uh, he's a tremendous player. And another player that I really like for the Lions, if they, you know, and I know safety 
could be a crowded position because they signed Walker and all that. But Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M uh, is an outstanding uh, safety, and that's somebody I would look at. And uh, the interior linemen, the, the guys that I really, really, really like for the Lions, Brian Bernice uh, from uh, Clemson. He's a big, you know, just freakish player. And uh, he's the number one recruit in the country when he was coming out of high school. Five-star of the five-stars. Uh, he's not a, uh, you know, uh, one of those big, you sit him in there, nose tackles. He's very athletic. He moves. Position. Oh, yeah. He could be a playmaker. He's better than Davis, who uh, was taken. So I'm looking at him as somebody that I would really look at. And uh, I always like uh, Sieku Aiku uh, from Baylor. Uh, he is, uh, he reminds me in, in his uh, size, speed, demeanor ratio of Haloti Nada, young Haloti Nada, one of those just massive uh, human beings in the middle of the line. And uh, also there's a player from Georgia, and it's always hard to gauge the Georgia guys because there's so much talent around them. Uh, but I, I really like Jalen Carter, uh, their tackle. Okay, I think he's a really, really good player, and that's somebody that uh, I would look at. And inside linebackers, we talked about Jack Campbell earlier, but you know, uh, one of the players that I would look at right now, they're really like Drew Sanders uh, from uh, Arkansas. Uh, he has been hard-nosed, playing against tough competition. That's somebody, uh, to his brother, Noah. Uh, there's somebody who's uh, an outstanding player that you got to look at uh, when it comes down to uh, that position as well. So as far as uh, corners go, uh, I, I would look Joey Porter. You know, from oh, yeah. Penn State, people have seen him a little bit. And Kaylee Ringo from Georgia, uh, that's another player. Uh, a lot of people like Moss uh, from Iowa, Riley Moss, uh, as uh, somebody that could uh, be. But I don't see somebody that's just a shutdown corner in this draft. You know, I don't I don't see anybody I like as much as I liked uh, uh, Sauce Gardner, like when we talked about him at length last year. Right, and that that's a guy that, you know, that term generational is thrown out there quite a bit. But out of draft picks, I mean, that's the guy that you hear of, even in the last five years that's just coming out, letting the NFL know that he's there, putting everybody on notice, and and he's not shy from the camera by any means either. So that's probably why we see it more. Um, but I think you're right, Pat, and just the the Lions can't go sexy pick this year. Can't draft another receiver. I mean, you also got a problem, Pat, in my opinion, with with running back. I don't think DeAndre Swift is the answer here for the long term because you can't count on the guy. And and I mean, but I don't all know. their all their running backs, and I know uh, Williams fumbled yesterday, but all their running backs have played well. You know, Reynolds when he's played, uh, Jamal Williams, you know, is uh, it's been really good. Uh, finding running backs. Uh, is something that uh, you can address uh, in the third or fourth round. Uh, look at what Kenneth Walker is doing for uh, uh, Seattle. Right. Well, and, even what uh, Brees Hall was doing for the Jets before he tore his knee up. Yeah, Brees Hall's a great He great flies, that kid. But even yeah, Kenneth Walker well, flies. I mean, Kenneth Walker's a great, but we know that. Yeah, know? those I mean, two touchdown yeah, runs that they had Sunday was the one and two fastest carriers of the season so far. Yeah, he's averaging six yards a carry. 
it's, uh, it's wild. Know, so but you're right about uh, that. Yeah, he's he's. I don't know what it is about him exactly. I mean, he's fast and he's elusive, but he can run in t- inside even though he's not big. Uh, he's just a special player. I, I have no idea why Wake Forest didn't win like the ACC with that guy because they wouldn't play five hundred yards. I mean, he played no. in that bowl game against Michigan State. I mean, spare twelve yards, right? Like and it's just probably. it's crazy how some coaches see something and others don't. You know what I mean? Right, or fit right. what they're trying to do or so on and so forth. But, I mean, do you still believe in what these guys are preaching in Campbell and Glenn and everything? Well, I, I'm not, you know, I wrote the column. I think he saw it. He might have edited it or whatever. But I, I think they're on the hot seat. You know, what does that mean? It means that people are starting to look at them. And, you know, when, when you get on that hot seat, you can melt. Sure. All right, if it just keeps going on. That's what I meant by that. I wrote the headline for it. It should be on the hot seat. This is unacceptable. Well, rightfully so. It's a big boy business. I mean, you you can't win four games in two years and think that you're going to walk into the you know, job. They're, they're, they're the worst record in the NFL. Yeah. And I think it's the worst point differential. I know in the conference, what happened with the Steelers last night? What was the final score? 16-10, I think. Yeah, so I think the Steelers have a worse point differential. That's the only team. Yeah, but I'd still rather be in their spot. <laughs> but they, but they, they have their quarterback, right? Uh, they had a receiver, Pickens, who made a great catch, who they drafted. Uh, they've got T.J. Watt, you know, and they and uh, you know they're Pittsburgh. So uh, and they have a better record than the Lions. Lions have the worst record in the league, which is so, crazy. Oh, I mean, you and then you look at teams like the Jets and the Giants. We're, we're in just as bad of a spot as the Lions. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And now they're out here winning games, nail biters. I mean, the Giants are six and one. Like, right. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. And I mean, they've had injuries and they've had, you know, like players not playing. I mean, they gave Kenny Galladay $100 million and the guy can't even get on the field. You know what I mean? Kadarius Tony. Well, Minnesota, Minnesota's five and one with the new coach. That's another guy. Yeah, exactly. And it's, Oh yeah, you think they would have been that with Harbaugh? No, I I, I digress. I know it's rivalry. Oh, it's uh, Sarla, Sala. Yeah, Sala, and, and that's Gabo. a guy we could have had, right? But right. I mean, New York, the the New York teams, new coaches. So uh, you know, how how long can you go on with it? Yet you have to be understanding to a large degree uh, that they inherited a complete and total mess from the the previous regime. But you know, the other thing, too, man, just in a bigger picture thing, uh, the goofball stuff's got to stop. You know, and you're the person more than anybody else that I can talk to about this. Because you and I have shared those moments. Oh, yes, we have. Over and over again. And uh, I'm telling you, that fumble on the one-yard line made me think of it so quickly. I'm like, yep, that's the Lions. Well, you know, how many times sitting down in that little media room where they used to have it, we'd sit there, you, me, uh, the late Rodney, and uh, the cameraman from Fox 2 and Katrina from uh, Channel 4. And we'd sit there, we'd get down there early because, you know, we were worried about the elevators and all that. And uh, I'd be typing on my column. I'd just look at you. You know, it was the same thing, uh, you know, and it's happened you know, with the six times going for it, NFL record, Matt Patricia coming back and haunting them. Yesterday's game, the fumble but from the guy who's never fumbled before. It's wild. Uh, you know, it's just uh, the field goal kicker thing that they've been doing all year. 
I mean, Saturday, I thought my head was going to explode. I'm doing a show. Right in the middle of the show, I get alert that the Lions have signed their punter, made him the highest paid punter, Jack Fox. And there's nothing against Jack Fox, but it's like, oh, well, you haven't had a kicker. And, you you know, you don't really don't have the quarterback situation, but you're set at punter through 2026. Well, and they also don't punt. He's going for it at fourth down. And then yesterday, he outkicked the coverage, and it was a 52-yard return. So uh, I, I thought for sure that there would be a block punt yesterday. I mean, so all the goofball <laughs> stuff. No, you're right. It's, uh, it's, it does. And, uh, like, you know, the euphoria when they do things that are similar to what they did in the past. And I'm not trying to lecture people on this. But, uh, you know, and I, I, I just try to talk common sense. And sometimes I'm not right. Uh, you know, I don't claim to be that or the smartest person in the world. But I do know that when they did that for the receiver that that was a risk that wasn't a sure thing it was a big risk and that decision even though he's a potentially an outstanding player uh, could really haunt the team sure and it's the same type of thing that they've done over and over again just in different ways yeah and they have to get out of that well and i was gonna right? say and that's the problem is sometimes their biggest problem is themselves they can't get out of their own way and you would think i mean Listen, I loved the whole Dan Campbell wanting to embrace SOL and, and stop that and blah, blah, blah. The more and more I watch him this year, seems like he falls right in line with some of those things. You know what I mean? I mean, in, in his two years, we've already seen things that we never thought could be done. I mean, when Justin Tucker kicked that 66-yard field goal, that's like one of the most Lions things ever. You know what I well, mean? The fact that it hit the crossbar and bounced over. Yeah, right. And and longest kick in history after he called a timeout that didn't make sense, allowed the Ravens to set well, up. Oh, and then he did it this year in Minnesota, too. And then the all they did thing. was run three man rush anyway. <sighs> and uh, you know, sure, Lamar Jackson picked him apart, found a guy, the greatest kicker. That's the second time Justin Tucker's done that in this lion's way. Uh, bendable. I remember banging through a 61 yard. Yeah, like Sunday night. Point on Monday night. Or yeah. Monday night. Whatever. It was a night game. I know that because I got yeah, out very late. in the playoffs and it cost Schwartz's job. Isn't that wild? And, and uh, so, you know, you see all these different elements that keep coming into uh, the realm. And uh, yeah, like you said, he repeated it this year. And he go, doesn't go for it. And look, I defended a lot of the game uh, decisions last year. It's like, man, the guy's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. But this year, it's just been, you know, spun out of control. Well, uh, and in then a lot of ways. And you also got to look at, I mean, a lot of people were singing the praises of Ben Johnson. But I'll tell you what, this offense is looking a lot more like Anthony Lynn's offense was last year. The more and more we watch, and well, Evan, I think what we saw yesterday was uh, what often happens: bad teams. And you've read this over and over again, probably today, and heard it. And, but you know, when the offense uh, fades, the defense is good. When the defense fades, the offense is good. And when they're both okay, so there'll be some goofy special teams breakdown, and that's kind of defines teams that aren't good. Yeah. You know, so they have to get a, their talent base. And that's what our show, or not our show, our podcast here is all about. You know, talking about the talent base of these teams. Now, we'd appreciate it if you uh, went to your uh, uh, iTunes store, Apple, and uh, downloaded and subscribed to our podcast. Uh, Odyssey.com, uh, Google Play Store, wherever you get your podcast. And we're also Pat Caputo 98 on Twitter, King of the KFC. 
on Twitter uh, as well. And uh, Facebook, go there, and you can always find this uh, and, and download it. Uh, but we have frank, honest discussions. We'll get into the Pistons, and uh, we talked about the Red Wings. We downloaded that, that we dropped that one last week. Uh, we'll get big time into the Tigers this offseason. And we always talk NFL draft. Oh, yeah. We love that. And the, the Lions attempt, and other teams sometimes as well, to build a roster. But we enjoyed it. Talk to you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.